welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. So today I'm going to talk to you about one of my weakest parts of my running and something that I am definitely working on and striving to improve. And that is, what do you do post-run? So, you know, I know that when I'm done with a run, that what would be best is if I did a stretching routine and developed a nice post-run routine that included the stretching and included, you know, good nutrition and included all this stuff in. And, you know, I just, I, it's just one of those things that, you know, I finish up a run, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I'm tired, and I'm beginning to turn my mind, okay, especially like early morning run when I go out, and now I'm sitting there, I'm turning it to what I got to do at work that day, you know, what what appointments I have, what phone calls I need to make, you know, all those things that plague our minds. So my post-run routine often includes coming in, getting rid of my sweaty clothes, running into the shower, grabbing some a cup of coffee and some breakfast, and running out the door to go to work. Well, I am deciding that I need to develop something stronger. So what I'm going to talk today about is developing a strong post-run routine and developing this throughout time so that I can bounce back and do another hard run that day or the next day or whatever. I have somewhat of a post-run routine, and I think that's what's kept me running injury-free for the last four years while putting well over 2,000 miles a year on my body. In fact, the last two years, I've put over 3,000 miles on my body each year, and I'm running without injury. And I, I think there's, there's de- some things that I have developed, but there's some things that I'm going to be working on to develop further, if that makes any sense. So the following are steps that I've developed kind of over the past four years that are enabling me to run strong and you know be able to do their thing. Every runner is going to have to develop their own routine. But to reap all the benefits from your run, you have to do the hard work of developing this post-run routine. And step one is don't just come to a complete stop. So when I first started running, I would get to my front steps and that was it. I'd stop running, go inside, maybe do a couple of calf stretches. I took my shoes off and headed to the shower and started my work day. By that afternoon, the soreness had set into my muscles. And by the next morning, went out, went out for another run. I was stiff and the first mile was always miserable. And my body would finally loosen up and I can enjoy the rest of the day. Rinse, repeat, same thing the next day. I read a blog post long, long ago, and this was on my running app at the time. It was called Map My Run. And this blog post was called Four Post-Run Do's and Don'ts. And it kind of became the basis for not only healthy running, but benefits I never really thought were possible because my weight has stayed down. I've developed better endurance, and I'm actually a slight bit faster than I was when I first started running. I still don't have that speed button but I'm a little bit faster. So the first thing I stopped doing after run was to stop, stop running. Does that make any sense? So my routine now is not to come to complete stop after running. Once I have the mileage that I set out for that day, I'll stop my running watch or my app or whatever I've got. And then I slow down to a very slow jog. And then once I've done this slow jog for a little while, I slow down even more to a nice slow walk. 
And then during my walk, I'll do these things. I call them butt kicks. I'm not really sure what they're called, but I'll walk and I'll just try to kick my butt with my with the back of my heel. I'll do this other thing. I don't know what it's called. I think somebody called it lateral walking, but I'll walk sideways. And then the last thing I do is I do high knees. So I get my knees up and everything. So the butt kicks, they work my hamstrings and my glutes. The sideways or lateral walking, it's a flexibility and stability strengthening move. And it works the major muscles in my hips, my thighs, and my legs. High knees engages my core and it strengthens all the muscles in my life. So the benefit to this is that I increase momentum, coordination, and flexibility, as well as being able to keep that soreness at bay. This one small change, which quite frankly adds no more than 15 minutes to my run, has made me a better, more confident trail runner. It's made my recovery quicker. It's enabled me to get out running comfortably quicker the next day. So this next one may sound weird, but... Step two in my post-run routine is hydration, hydration, hydration. I'm an early morning runner. I like to get out early in the morning, get my run, come back in the house, and start my day. I used to come in the house and immediately pour myself a fresh cup of coffee after run. And after noon run meant I downed a sugary sports drink. An evening run meant a beer or a glass of wine. You notice this bad pattern going on there? I didn't know that this one little innocent act of what I drank after a run was setting my conditioning back instead of my being able to gain fitness and endurance from my runs. So the best way to hydrate after a run is simply to hydrate during a run and then you'll be able to kind of continue on. Everybody has a different sweat rate. To determine just how much you should be drinking during a run, weigh yourself before a run, and then after a run, weigh yourself again. So there's a kind of general rule in here. One pound of weight loss equals one pint of water loss. For each pound loss, the general rule of thumb is to consume 24 ounces of fluid after a run. So once you know how much fluid you need, then it's time to decide what to drink. Sports drinks, because of their sugar content, are a slow absorption fluid. Plain water can sometimes not be the exact thing that you crave. So there are flavored non-carbonated waters out there. I really like a nice coconut water after a run. Coconut water contains both carb calories and some electrolyte micronutrients, including both potassium and magnesium. The natural sugar gives you that instant energy boost. Throughout the day, though... I drink plain water. I also drink carbonated water or seltzer water. That's what I do. I just keep my hydration at a high enough level so that I'm always ready to go for next run. That post-run routine is strengthening a lot of my areas. Let me tell you about a pair of shorts that I just started wearing that will blow your ever-living mind. Have you ever bought running shorts and they either have the lining that's like that brief lining and it all just sort of bunches up there in the middle where you really don't want things bunching up? Or you buy these shorts and they got the liners in them and you immediately start running and the liners end up at the top of your legs, not down your leg like you want them to? Well, these shorts don't do that. The liners stay down where you want them 
Here's the even better thing that I have found. You know, in the Tidewater, Virginia area, summer running when everything gets really, really wet, these shorts don't feel like they weigh 3,000 pounds when they're all wet with your 10,000 pounds of sweat. They're amazing. The waistband on these things, out of this world. It stays where it's supposed to be. And the little string that ties it, it doesn't come untied. And best of all, three zippered pockets. 3nailsclothing.com. There's a discount code. You'll see it in the show notes. Use it and get to love these shorts because they're awesome. 3nailsclothing.com. The step three, and I call this pretend you're an elite athlete and stretch. I hate stretching. I'm just going to tell you. The month of July, Kempsville Run Club, which is the run club that I go to whenever I'm able to here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Great run club. If you're looking for a run club in Hampton Roads, go to Kempsville Run Club. But their July 2022 theme is stretching. And so they're talking all about stretching. And I read it and I'm like, I hate stretching. I I do. I I don't know why. I've hated stretching since, you know, I went out for my first football team and the coach told us to stretch. And I'm like, I thought we were going to play football. Who do I get to hit? And, you know, so I've just always just not really like stretching. I've always, to me, it kind of seemed like a waste of time. You know, I could have taken that time, run another mile, read a chapter in a book, made a sales call. And for the longest time, I had that attitude. And I would do a really lame stretch upon closing the front door, march off to the shower, begin the rest of the day. And then a friend of mine told me about this book, by Meb Kaflisky, and I know I'm totally butchering his name. Sorry, Meb. But the book is called Meb for Mortals, and I decided maybe I needed to add some stretching to my routine. So I added static stretches to my routine, and I stole this from an REI site, and my running has gotten better with time. So basically what I do is like 15 to 20 minutes of static stretches after my run, and then several different stretches throughout the day, and my body feels awesome. Now, one of the advantages I have is I don't sit down at a desk. I use a stand-up desk. And so I'm often behind my desk when I'm doing work and I'm stretching. So I'm using that time to do calf stretches, to uh, stretch my quads, to do deep knee bends. And so I'm stretching throughout my day because I'm not sitting down. I'm standing. The time that I spend stretching is kind of one of the most important post-run routines that I'm developing, and I'm not going to say develop because it's not there yet where I'd like it to be, but every part of my body, especially my lower back where I used to get pain throughout the day, remains pain-free. So I don't know why stretching works. I don't hate, hate it anymore. I don't look forward to it, but I do it because I think it's the right thing to do. The fourth step is to eat the correct foods. I used to be, and even now, sometimes I slip into being a horrible eater. Meat and potatoes all the time. Anything green was to be scraped from the plate. Fruits were not anywhere in the top 20 of my eating habit. So the best thing to eat after a run, sometimes it could be what you drink. So I kind of got into this habit back when I was doing you know, marathon training and before I got into endurance running, but I, I did chocolate milk. After a run, one, it kind of made me feel like a little kid again because I downed my glass of chocolate milk. I'd look around, make sure nobody saw me so they would, you know, still think I was an adult. 
But um, chocolate milk is kind of nice because it has four to one carbohydrate to protein ratio. But another go-to, and this is kind of weird, cottage cheese and fruit, uh, any type of whey protein, banana with peanut butter. I just saw at a uh, backyard ultra race, uh, banana with honey on it. I haven't tried that yet. Uh, another thing I like to do is oatmeal and yogurt or oatmeal with, I, I really don't groove on this one, but I'll do it every once in a while when I, when I feel like I'm sliding into bad eating habits, but I'll do oatmeal loaded with fruits and nuts and maybe even some chia seeds type of thing. Um, I like granola and yogurt. That's always good. So there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to develop better eating habits. Learning to eat more healthy has made all the difference in not only keeping weight off, but also enabling me to run further and without injury. And the last step to developing a post-run routine is my wife's favorite step. She's very, very good at this. My forever girlfriend has probably got this step down to a T, and that's rest and sleeping properly. I don't know if you know this, but hyperactive people like me, resting is really difficult. So like, a hyperactive person feels like every minute we're resting, we're resting, we're missing out on some great adventure. Now, my forever girlfriend could fall asleep right after waking up from eight hours of sleep. So resting and sleeping well isn't the issue for her. What I've had to do is learn how to rest well. For me, this doesn't necessarily mean closing my eyes and going to sleep. Like sometimes at my stand-up desk, I'll just take a pause just a five-minute little routine where I close all the screens on my computer and I'll just pull up like just sounds or waves crashing on a beach or wind blowing through pine trees. And then I just close my eyes and I just kind of picture that scene. And for me, that visual is more important than the sound because it turns my brain off momentarily. I have a before bed routine that is really helping a lot. So Two hours before, I try to do two hours, but it's kind of more like an hour, an hour before turning in for sleep. I set aside all of my blue light emitters. Okay, blue light emitters are your cell phones, your tablets, your TV. And then I make sure that I'm in a room with 2700 Kelvin light. So I'm not exposing myself to light that alerts me. So any light that goes above the 2700 or 3000 Kelvin temperature, color temperature, and that's the color of your light. What that does is that actually helps to alert you or awaken you. I'm, I'm a lighting geek, so trust me, I've done a lot of research into the effect of different Kelvin temperatures of lighting and everything. In your bedroom, you want to have 2700 Kelvin light. That's just toss out all the 4000 Kelvin, get it down to 2700 Kelvin, you will sleep much better. I have learned that rest and recovery help me to be a better runner. These are just five things that I've done as a post-run routine that are in addition to learning proper running technique, fueling and hydrating during a run, proper shoe management, and a mental attitude. Those things all are really important to running healthy and running injury-free, but I've found that these five little post-run routines benefit me greatly. Developing these routines is not easy, but it will result in stronger running, better endurance, and quicker recovery so you can run strong again the next day. I won't promise all your runs will be awesome, but I will guarantee that you'll recover from the bad runs quicker by developing these routines. 
That's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life. I hope that you find really cool ways to develop a post-run routine. I've had fun doing it, and I'm sure you will too. We'll see you next episode.